the cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. Let's make that climb together up the, the green, green peak. peak with your host, Richard Zwicky. Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Zwicky with The Green Peak. And joining us today, we have Felipe Sanchez Romero, who is the VP of Latin America for uh, Source Technology, a company focused and specialized in water-soluble solutions for uh, CBD products and uh, water-soluble emulsions, to be more particular, uh, specific. Uh, welcome aboard, Felipe. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. So, um, are you you're originally from Latin from Uruguay? Am I or from uh, one of the other countries? Because I just noticed something on Uruguay and uh, source earlier today. Actually, from Mexico. I was born in Mexico. Okay. I was born and raised in Mexico City, but uh, fortunately, have been the opportunity to live in other countries around the world, including Latin America. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So, I mean, Latin America is a a booming marketplace that's been coming online stronger and stronger over the last few months with more and more of the markets opening up. Um, tell me a bit about Source and how you're going to tackle that market. Yeah, thank you very much. It's a great opportunity for us to share uh, our plans and uh, our excitement about the industry and of course the region. As you already pointed out, we are an emulsion technology designed for infusing functional ingredients into beverages, food, uh, topicals, and uh, including uh, medical applications. Uh, we make the developers uh, work easier. You know, they, they, uh, we, we, we focus on, on developers that can use oil-based uh, functional ingredients, uh, make them water-soluble for more efficiency. And at the same time, you know, the experience for the consumer is uh, more consistent, safe, and enjoyable. And we are bringing this technology down to Latin America, you know, um, one day at a time. Yeah, so, you know, LATAM is a is the future of production, right? From the perspective of this marketplace, low costs. Um, there's areas that are just equatorially perfect with uh, not just the sunlight, but also the amount of rain, the type of soil, everything else for production perspective. But it's, um, you know, it looks at the world as a, largely an export market and the world looks at it that way. But there is a large domestic market as well why, why and how, which areas is Source really targeting for go forward development? Because you know, everybody looks to the US, everybody looks to Europe. Source is actually looking to LATAM to go into as where most companies are looking to export from. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, um, with uh, your, your con comment on, on Latin America will be definitely a, a great place for growing, extracting, and even even producing, you know, um, vertical applications like like source uh, or derivative pro uh, products like source and and another ingredient, another end products of that uses our ingredient. So as you said, because of uh, of a great uh, geographic conditions, um, which is where in Colombia and right now in Colombia being probably the best market at with the current regulations. Uh, that's why we initiated our efforts in uh, our partnership in Colombia, mm -hmm. and and we see you know that Colum from Colombia we can export from other to other parts of the of the region, and why not parts of the world? So not only because of like, as you were saying you know, potential uh, low cost, but also great quality. You no, know? 
yes. we, we, we will see, we, we are seeing now and for sure in more in the future, a very good um, flower and a good extracts, great material, raw material for us to produce our, uh, our emulsions and to you know, export it into uh, other, including uh, countries in Latin America, but why not, of course, even in the US or, or Europe. Yeah, and I mean, the Colombian companies, there's a few, uh, you know, my old company included, which produced to the highest standards globally. Um, and the costs are a fraction of what they are elsewhere. It's a fantastic advantage. And the consumer market's developing, um, you know, quite strongly. And that one of the nice things is the, you know, the, the market opportunities within the region. There's such a large population and there is a greater freedom of movement of product than there is uh, in many other areas. But, you know, as far as source goes, what, you know, I've noticed on your site, you're teaming up with some breweries and of course chefs and all sorts. Where do you see the market entree into LATAM and how do you see it any different in the rest of the world? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, well, with the current regulations, we have uh, init we initiated our, our efforts uh, in Colombia, as I was mentioning. Mm -hmm. We have created a, a joint venture with a very strong local um, cannabis company, FCM Global, mm -hmm. who are who are a great quality of grower and extractions. So we're, we're utilizing the raw material uh, and we're establishing uh, a source lab within their premises, which will allow us to um, use a, a very good quality uh, raw material to produce with our technology source emulsions uh, liquid. Primarily, we'll start with liquid. And we will be um, using this or as we speak with uh, local consumers, which right now it's um, basically topicals and, and pet products, mm -hmm. but it's open up, opening up really rapidly. Um, Colombia is expecting to sign a new decree, you know, within the next couple of months, three months max, that would allow um, edibles into the country. Right. So uh, we and we, so we are, you know, uh, betting in the future, uh, and I was starting with Colombia uh, with with the market conditions that we have right now. Now, as you probably know, um, in Mexico it's uh, it's, it's upping, coming up potentially as uh, a full adult uh, recreational use uh, bill mm -hmm. in maybe this month inclusive. So um, Mexico will will see will see Mexico as a definitely an, another market for us to 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 pay attention to, and I would just mention maybe we'll say also of course who is not interested in Brazil. Brazil is the largest country in the region, and uh, but Brazil's legalization is is behind. Um, in, in in right now they're only allowing a very few medical applications. So um, what I'm saying here is you know the region is really rising. In, in, in the in the industry there as we were saying it's a huge potential of growing but not only that but also creating uh, uh, fine products or finished products and we, again source we started with Colombia with of, of course a high interest in Mexico as, as next step and of course the rest of countries in, Latin, in South America like as you know where Uruguay has has been legal since uh, 2013 were the first country in the world and we also have signed a partnership uh, down there with a distributor who is actively uh, moving our products. So we're, we're, we're very active in, in the region as I... As yeah, and you know, you, you mentioned, you know, Uruguay, of course, is a case unto itself, but it's a tiny population, but it's a good opportunity. Um, but Brazil and Mexico are massive 
uh, scale countries. Um, Colombia you know, was one of the early movers, but has almost got stuck, at, well, it has got stuck itself by the regulatory framework that it built that has limited a number of things, but it's, it is changing. It'll be really the day the government gets their stuff together and allows exports properly, that'll, that'll be um, phenomenal. But, you know, Mexico, the Supreme Court there uh, forced the opening, not just of cannabis, but of other uh, narcotics, which is really um, opening up a massive marketplace in Brazil, you know, and conversely has, you know, their government who has moved forward on some levels, but is really sticking it to, uh, in terms of creating high barriers to entry. It makes for three very different strategies in, for a company, uh, any company looking at the market, but Brazil and Mexico alone, each one of them is a fantastic opportunity. Um, you, you know, you of course are from Mexico originally, Brazil, um, very, very different. Do you see, which do you see being the bigger opportunity from a consumer product versus a medical product? Because, you know, my experience has been Brazil is going to, is moving ahead normally around the medical products, but the consumer products are going, are lagging, whereas Mexico is going to be wide open. Oh yeah, I totally uh, agree with you. From the consumer perspective, uh, clearly Mexico is is looking at, uh, at the most attractive market within the next uh, few months, actually, or maybe the, the initial, the next 12, 24 months. If they end up uh, approving the bill that is currently at the Senate, it will create the largest adult, adult use market in, actually in the world. Um, Mexico is 126, 129 million uh, people population. And um, it would definitely, you know, be the largest one if the bill that is currently in the Senate gets approved, which everybody that I talk to and, and local people and, and um, government officials and that they believe that it's going to be approved this month. It, of course, will take, as we know, some time to get all the, all the regulation in place and publish the, the, the rules of engagement. But anyway, it will be just a matter of time to get that done. Right. And, and the, from the consumer perspective, it will be great for CBD products, for THC products. Uh, and it will, not be, it will not be perfect, as, as we know, in, in initial stages, but it will allow uh, us uh, in the cannabis industry to uh, you know, provide, again, CBD products to all the population and uh, even THC to some smaller people who prefer to or are interested in those type of products. And that definitely will be the largest market that is popping up in, in the interim. And I think it would put pressure also into in Colombia to, to open, as you were saying, uh, open some of the restrictions that they have had in, in, in the short term, because um, Mexico will have to import. Uh, Mexico will have to import for, for the first 24 months or so. They would not, even with the, even it's legal, you will not have, you will not, you will not have flour, you will not have products until their companies registered and grow and start moving. However, they will be able to import. So actually one of the things that I, what I'm interested on what we are initiating in Colombia is because we can start exporting a source into, into uh, in yeah. Mexico once this opens up. Well, let's come back to that. We have to take a short break, but I'd like to come to back to that and also some of the, you know, the product specifics around water soluble with you in a moment. We're 
on the call on the uh, call with Felipe Sanchez with uh, Source Technologies, um, talking about LATAM, but also going to be talking into uh, water soluble uh, products more specifically. I'm Richard's Wiki on the Green Peak, and we'll be back in a moment. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success, Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. And we're back on the Green Peak with uh, Felipe Sanchez with uh, Source Technologies. And Felipe, just before the break, we were talking a bit about import to Mexico, which of course, you know, you can export CBD uh, isolate uh, from Colombia to Mexico, but pretty much everything else is well near impossible. Um, and that has to change both uh, to supply the Mexican market, but the world markets, but also for, for Colombia to develop properly. Uh, the industry it has. But one of the things you uh, touched upon was, you know, the future is also going to be in THC. And I'd like to get into talk about a bit of your products themselves, because, you know, you have, I believe you have three main uh, products, a liquid uh, and two powders. Um, They're all obviously right now CBD based and, you know, uh, a perfectly dissolvable water soluble um, CBD compound is uh, something rare, um, but you're also obviously looking at THC as, a, as another compound to deliver via a soluble product, or uh, I guess the uh, second powder is great for uh, baked goods as well. What do you see happening and how do you see that developing and where do you see that market? Because it's obviously not gonna be you know, Brazil tomorrow, but Mexico is, li- is viable and the US of course is viable. Yeah, yeah well, you know, I- uh, I see, uh, and we've seen this in the U.S., and I think that could be similar in, in, in Latin America, that um, CBD products through beverages, it's, 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 an, uh, it, it's one of the preferred consumer applications. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have been growing nicely, you know, steadily for the past uh, 18 to 24 months. So I definitely see that one of, of our opportunities and we're focusing on that is uh, bringing our source liquid emulsions as you were pointing out earlier um, as a preferred functional ingredient into, into beverages. And in the Mexican market, again, it's, it's a very, it's has a high potential for, a, for consuming these type of uh, products. Mexico, it's, uh, you know, it's, one of, it's a very large uh, soft, drink uh, consumption um, country mm-hmm. um, and I we, we're, we're targeting for us to focus on that and we can even as I said in the initially we can even export uh, a CBD um, source liquid from Colombia to Mexico in the short term and we see in the future uh, even potentially if this makes sense you know establishing a, a partnerships locally to um, 
um, to bring the product into closer to the, to the producers. So uh, definitely beverages is, is one of our, our best selling products. Uh, um, in the, here in the US, we have over 50, 50 uh, brands who carry our product and, and we have been very successful and have a great deal of expertise. So that, that's what I think is gonna be for the first uh, uh, opportunities for us in, in, in the market. Right, no, that, that makes perfect sense. And the other part to it is THC, um, as far as a you know water-soluble or a powder for baking and the like. Obviously edibles is a, you know, it's well-defined as a delivery model for that. Um, are you seeing much demand for liquid for drinks? And are you seeing it from, um, companies that are producing alcohol or companies that are producing general water and other beverages? Well, it definitely it's a very interesting uh, uh, market segment. And here in, here in the state of Washington, let me use that as an example, there is uh, two, I think it's three out of the top five beverages, THC beverages in, 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 our, in the Washington state are, are produced with our technology. We license to a third party. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we, You've got a couple of patents, right, in the in the company for that? Yeah, actually, we have we have we have filed eight uh, more than eight pa patents already. Oh yeah, in, in different in different different uh, different aspects. So we we have patent uh, already uh, patent pending, but we have filed patents, mm -hmm. um, and we have uh, been licensing our technology to third parties that deal with uh, with THC. We do not do it ourselves directly. But our technology uh, can, can clearly be used for THC and other, and other functional ingredients as well. So um, what I'm trying to say here is that in, as an example, in the, here in the Washington state, three out of the five major, uh, out of the three uh, most beverage uh, beverages, THC beverages, three out of them are with our, our technology. For instance, one of the drinks is called Major. Um, and and we are again. What I see here is that we can follow the same model, uh, licensing our technology to um, beverage companies in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Looking again at, at the, the country that is coming up as as a, a wrap opening soon, and you know and, and you know typically those the large uh, consumer products uh, companies want to use a third party or a or a different name. And so, well, I will see that. I can imagine, you know, some some uh, major co companies using a third party uh, party name to introduce in the market uh, THC beverages. And but you know, it, it will vary, and you see who 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 moves faster. Some some alcohol companies uh, are, are are being threat by 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 the use of cannabis, mm -hmm. and they might you know they might see this as a uh, as a as a great alternative to the revenue stream. Uh, as you know, in Mexico, their their uh, tequila producers are very are very important, and uh, why not? I can imagine some other those some of those uh, groups opening up their 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 opportunity of with a new revenue stream, not mixing it because actually it's not going to be allowed that you to, for you to mix uh, in Mexico um, cannabis with any with any other ingredient like alcohol or caffeine or energy drinks. It will be it have to be completely separate. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand, you know, sometimes I understand on that aspect, especially on the alcohol, because there's so many behavioral dif differences when people are consuming alcohol versus cannabis on some others. I've seen products with caffeine that make a lot of sense. Um, 
but you know, every every jurisdiction is applying things differently, which is part of the challenge we have as an, in an industry as a whole. And it's interesting you mentioned, you know, some of the companies, not the particulars, but the types that you did, because now that I've been independent for the last little bit, I've had a lot of the uh, companies that are CPG or otherwise in the looking at the LATAM market contacting me for information. It's been it's been quite interesting to see who's looking and why they're looking. Um, are you seeing, you know, some of the LATAM companies, we don't recognize how much they actually even ship into North America and elsewhere. Are you are you seeing any that are looking for, you know, from your product about going global from LATAM? Uh, yeah, well, why not? And actually, we have started, you know, the initial conversations, and um, and I, tr I, tr I truly believe that that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And as as you know, as a, as the world opens up, I don't know, I don't know, you you had a chance to look at this. I, this morning, I, I read an, a, an article that PepsiCo is launching a, a through a through a third, uh, one of our um, companies, mm -hmm. a, a hemp. A hemp um, uh, product, so you see, you see an energy hemp uh, energy mixing. They're mixing energy and, and hemp. Correct. But anyway, what I'm trying to say here is that the world is opening up. It's PepsiCo doing a product in Germany. That will that will happen more often than not. And we'll I definitely see that in you know because of the relevance of Latin America, which you were saying, it's a huge region. And um, I definitely see, you know, those companies doing from Latin America, uh, from or from Colombia or from Mexico, uh, drinks uh, for the population and being being aggressive. I do I do believe that that's going to happen, and that's why we source are looking ahead, and that we are, um, you know, uh, investing in the region because we 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 believe it's going to be a, a, a great market for us to tap in. It will be. And, you know, I mean, I think the challenge for anybody getting involved in the market there is really the similar challenge that you have if you're trying to build a business across 50 states or however many you can in the US and in Canada and in Europe is the regulatory framework is incredibly fragmented and there's a lack of consistency. Um, and, you know, that that takes a lot of effort and navigation. You've got a big task in front of you with regards to uh, dealing with each of those jurisdictions. I know because I've been dealing with it myself. Um, but are you finding in your discussions that there's a desire to um, simplify the codes? And we should take a break and come back to that right after, uh, right after the break, because I think there's a, a bit of a longer discussion around, you know, that, that standardization and does it happen globally or will regions do it as well? But we'll come back in a minute with uh, Felipe Sanchez with Source Technologies on The Green Peak. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. 
Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. And we're back on the Green Peak with uh, Felipe Sanchez with Source Technologies. And uh, Felipe, just before the break, we we're talking about, you know, um, you and I both have a lot of familiarity dealing with all the regulatory bodies across LATAM and the lack of standardization and commonality from one jurisdiction to another, uh, both creates barriers, but it also in some ways creates opportunities. Do you see, and in your discussions, are, are you noticing that there is a an outlook that looks towards standardization to make the regions simpler to interact with as a whole? Or do you see the differences continue to uh, exist? Well, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an optimistic person. And I think, um, I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> I, I think that over the course of the, of the years, uh, there's going to be more standardization because it makes sense, you know. Huh? Um, and the region uh, across the board, they, with the, comp- the countries have been able to find, you know, trade agreements among the, among, among Latin America. There is the the, the Pacific uh, Partnership Agreement where you know it's it's easy to to to, to trade between com- um, the countries on the Pacific side. There is uh, you know Colombia has 16 free trade agreements. Mexico has tens of to- also ten- tens of those. So what I'm trying to say here is. I do believe that uh, the countries will will, will uh, open and standardize, uh, especially around hemp, especially around CBD. Um, you know, there's already a standardization about uh, one one percent of, of less than one percent of THC is, is is really now the common a common ground for hemp in the region, and um, I see that there's a benefit for for trade uh, getting on, on standards to be to be to be dealt with. And I see, for instance, you know, there's also a lot of groups, uh, associations already talking among each other in, in the region. I have been in participating in several of them where you see people from Mexico, from, from Peru, from Ecuador, from, uh, from Colombia, of course. And they're talking about, you know, the same issues, the same challenges. So I'm optimistic that this will, this will definitely be standardized in, for the benefit of the, the trade in, in those countries. Yeah, and you know, you, you talk about hemp, and it's interesting because I've you know I I helped write the regulatory framework for Peru um, along the mm-hmm. way, and Peru doesn't allow the the regulations at the government's request were originally not to allow the production of hemp as true hemp uh, because they were worried about doing enforcement and trying to monitor the differences for uh, between developing out the medical cannabis industry. And hemp is a separate piece, and it's it's interesting how the you know each jurisdiction has their own concerns, um, whereas hemp you know most of the world would look at as being one of the more benign products you could deal with, um, and you know versus of course high THC cannabis, but it's I, I continually find it amazing where the concerns lie, but also where the opportunities exist. Yeah, I agree, and I hope that. And again, I'm being optimistic. Uh, I uh, I see you know willingness to from the from the entrepreneurs or from the associations to com- compare notes and make the the industry more uh, fl- more easy to flow 
-hmm. versus the, the contrary. Uh, it would take time, of course, because we know that regulations and country uh, bills don't take, don't do it overnight. Um, but I, I, no. but I, I believe it's going to be in the best interest of everybody, and, and also for you know, even for for um, a, uh, organized crime. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. the best. It's, it's the best for everybody that this is this kind of a legalized uh, environment mm -hmm. and, a and a standardized one, because there's also cross borders of illegalized crime that we would like to see diminish or, or eliminate for sure. It would be it would be fantastic, and you know it's. Unfortunately, that also the different uh, legal frameworks from border, border to border and country to country make it more difficult in so many ways. But you know, speed—the speed that you mentioned—it also is a stunning difference in country to country because, you know, in Peru we got the law adopted in October of 2017. The first draft of the regulatory framework was ready in February of 2018, but it took till 2020 February for it to actually come into effect. Um, and yet people would say that's incredibly slow. It took two years. And yet from what I've seen to do a comprehensive implementation, that's fast by comparison to many areas in the, in the region. I agree. And, and, you know, um, of course we are now used to uh, the digital era, digital world, and we want to mm -hmm. see things moving faster and you know, in instant gratifications. Mm -hmm. But in some parts of the, of, of the, in the industries, they just take longer. But I, I agree that even two years in, a, in, in, in the scope of a country uh, or bills or new industries, it's not a, long, it's not a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And we got to see more, I want to see ahead. No, you, you, two years. That's is, right. We want to see this in, you know, what this for sure is going to be a huge industry in 10, 20 years ahead. So um, we're here for the long run. Uh, definitely Source, Source has a long-term view. Uh, and we see this uh, opportunity in, as, as the industry as a whole. And Latin America is a big, big part of it. And we're here to, to see that in the future. No, I think so. And I mean, the products like, like Source that are dealing with the uh, soluble products that are going to be in consumer, you know, in, through consumer distribution channels, the, the market is, you know, massive and the applications are huge um, and completely different than the medical uh, side of the industry. And there's no reason they both can't coexist. And when they're delivered, especially around CBD products that you're dealing with today, they're non-threatening. At any of the uh, regulators, and that you know, whereas five years ago, or six years ago, whatever, um, regulators were afraid of CBD. They were afraid of tea, they were afraid of anything that related to cannabis. Today, they there's an amazing level of acceptance, which is making it possible for products like yours um, and others to really uh, begin penetrating the market. And as you said, it's in the infancy. These are huge opportunities that. Uh, you know, we don't often recognize or just below the, you know, the U.S. and Canada, but our, you know, the LATAM population dwarfs uh, the North American population three or fourfold. And there's a lot of consumers there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, as, and, as we, and we know, that, you know, CBD, for instance, has a um, good um, benefits for health and wellness. And we, uh, we are very excited about being part of that and be a driver for people to use uh, healthier ingredients to, in, your, in your daily diet. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what we we're passionate about. You know, we, we are bringing functional ingredients to people to make this, uh, have their, a better day, a better week. And, and definitely, for instance, CBD can do that. And we um, are also, with our technology, we're making uh, new products, the developers, manufacturers to have a better, a better experience uh, for their consumers. So that's what we are very excited about and, and passionate about it. Excellent. No, I, I am as well um, for the whole industry into that area. And, you know, I think where you're going is great. So with that, unfortunately, we're out of time for today, but I'd like to thank uh, you, for Felipe, for joining and to all of our listeners for listening and participating. I'm Richard Zwicky with The Green Peak and look forward to chatting with you again soon. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.